Welcome to BAM, Badass Moms with Lori and Jenny. We are moms on a mission to share women's stories about life, fitness, aging, relationships, travel, and much more. Welcome to another exciting episode of Badass Moms, the podcast that celebrates the fearless and fabulous moms who redefine motherhood. I'm Lori, and next to me is Jenny. Today, we have a very special guest joining us. She's a powerhouse in her own right, a mother of two grown children, and an inspiration to all. Please welcome the one, the only, Paula. Good to be here. Hi, Paula. I'm so happy to see you. It's been probably several years since I've seen you, and I'm excited to get to hear a little bit about your story. So welcome, and thanks for coming today. Thank you. We'd love to hear, um, well, I know Lori knows your backstory, but I'd love to hear a little bit about how you met Lori and how you two um, came to know each other. How we go back and, you know, how, how just a few years, right? Well, we were just like, figuring it out, about 15-ish years, so yeah. Yeah, take us back. So my husband and I decided that we were going to join a gym, and we joined Lifetime because it was a brand-new gym, and so I decided that I was going to go and get buff and... <laughs> go on to the elliptical and do things like that because everybody uses those machines. So as I was on the elliptical for probably the fourth or fifth time, um, Lori had been kind of trolling around. And she's <laughs> all young trainers. <laughs> they, they troll around looking for clients. She stopped by and said, I think I can help you. And so we sat and talked for a minute about the benefits of cardio training as opposed to um, strength training and the things that she could help me with. So I signed up with her to go and participate as a client of hers two mornings a week. And so every morning or every two mornings, um, I would stop by at about 5.15 in the morning after I dropped my daughter off at uh, swim practice and we would do a workout routine. I'd have enough time to uh, take a shower and she would have enough time to take a shower. We'd go back, the whole family would get ready to go to school and work and our day began. And so, so, so I, always, I met her. I always say, I, I sum it up and say I found I found Paula on a, a, a you know, I say treadmill, elliptical. You picked her uh, up at the gym. I picked her up at the gym <laughs> and you know, uh, it's been a relationship of, uh, you know, watching Paula not only, you know, our, our friendship foster over the years, but Really watching Paula just, uh, I like to say, really come into this amazing, amazing woman that she always has been, but with her fitness specifically, just uh, going from at the time I met her to uh, never lifting weights or, you know, running at all to now I think she had just told me she's run like 110 uh, different, you know, 5Ks, half marathons, whatever it is, uh, to, to now where she's, you know, a, a mom of two grown children, which we'll, we'll touch on here coming up next. Um, but I think let's, let's ask that hard question we always ask all of our guests Jenny and that's so what does it mean to you to be a badass mom well one of the things that I found out was that I got to give my kids a chance to learn their own way um, yeah. my friend Stacy and I used to have a joke about um, how our kids were the president vice president secretary and treasurer of the do everything the hard way club <laughs> But the fact was that through bettering myself, I was able to be a better mom. And I was able to not be afraid of what I was or was not going to do. I was getting better at being able to look them in the eye and be honest with them. And um, I found that not only that, they trusted me a lot more. And we've had a 
pretty good relationship all through those years. And right now, um, my son is 32, my daughter is 29, and we still have a wonderful relationship. Oh, and I think that's what we all strive for, right? I mean, I, I think this is a great like trio of, of perspective with, with me having a, a younger child and, and a 15-year-old and Jenny having kids that are, you know, a senior in high school and in college and then Paula having the, the grown children. Uh, I think it really puts in perspective that, you know, like we touched on uh, previously, and I think we all do as moms, you know, we do our best. And if we're our best selves, our kids become their best selves. Absolutely. And I would love to hear a little bit about, I know, that it's very interesting to me that you are an empty nester and because I'm about to get to that point in my life. And so I would love any advice you have on <laughs> how you like maximize your time, what you do now that the kids are out of the house. As we said earlier, how do you not fuck your kids up? <laughs> I've rented out their rooms. <laughs> my daughter hasn't let me touch her room yet, even though she's never there. So actually, right now I have a good friend of ours' daughter that I've watched grow up that lives with us. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the upstairs. Oh, I love it. So you're yeah. not a true empty nester. You, you were you were missing children so much in, in, in your life that you brought in someone else into your house. She to, pays me. To fill the yeah. house. Oh, I do love that. So, but so back to Jenny's question: okay. Do you have that advice for her? Like, what what sticks out in your mind to now that your kids are, are older and somewhat self sufficient? I would hope uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, what what what's some key some key uh, guidance guidance advice. Yeah, advice? So one of the things that we did was we we actually went to a love and logic class when oh. they were young. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. One of the things that I guess always stuck in my mind was uh, the instructor had said, um, let's picture your kid mm-hmm. that is walking towards some sort of a hole or a big puddle or mm-hmm. whatever. You are not going to lay yourself down over that puddle and mm-hmm. let them walk all over your back. You can tell them, hey, there's a puddle. Mm-hmm. You can even take your coat and put it over the puddle. Mm-hmm. But don't but don't let them do that. Yeah. And that really rang pretty close to my heart because really... We can't do that. We can't just bail them out of everything. Yeah. And and you're there. And if they need you, if you they need you, you're there. But you're not going to try to fix it for them. And you're not going to try to make that decision for them. And that was probably one of the things that I it stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's amazing advice. I I definitely I agree. I think it comes down to really, you know, being there, being supportive. But your kids got to fall face first into that puddle sometimes, and and that's how they learn, right? Or they they figure out strategies around it. And we can't constantly be, you know, putting them in a bubble. At times, I wish I could. Because unless you're gonna walk with them to class as a college freshman, you're not gonna be there every time they encounter some sort exactly. of struggle. <laughs> exactly. So right now, my uh, my daughter lives in Australia, and I'm. I'm going to go visit her um, shortly, um, but it does make me feel good that both of my kids have now had the courage to do some things yeah. that are a little bit edgy, yeah. and that I know about it. Yeah, but I've got to remember that it's their journey. That's their thing. That's their journey yeah. too. And um, I repeat that to myself all the time these days. <laughs> it's their journey. It is true. So thinking about the fact that your kids are, you know, 29 and 32, mm-hmm. said. so think about when you were around their age, what advice, looking back, what advice would you give yourself at their age? Um, to give myself a chance to let it get better. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, for example, this last weekend we went camping 
um, in a place that wasn't too far away, and my son and his girlfriend came over and hung out with us. Yeah. And just things like that that makes you feel like they like being with you. Yeah. And um, I guess that's one of the things that if I were um, to talk to myself when I was back at like 25 years old, yeah. is that, you know what, this different world is good to, as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's that's great advice. Um, so Paula, you know, you obviously clearly are about us, mom. You have two kids that are, you know, self sufficient, not living at your house, uh, traveling the world, have their own jobs. I, f- I find that as a win, right? Like right, right yeah, there, itself, that's our, all of our yeah. goals. Um, not so, in jail. Yeah, not, not in jail. jail. <laughs> not in jail. That's number one, right? Um, <laughs> So, uh, but Paula, you know, knowing Paula all these years, Paula's got a lot of um, amazing stories, but I I do want to touch base on one that I think is extraordinary. Um, This happened before she had children, am I correct? Mm -hmm. Um, Years and years and years ago, and we'll we'll keep it somewhat short. We don't need to dive too deep into it. But uh, Paula actually had a brain tumor when she was, what, how old? Like 25. 25. So, you know, if you want to just kind of like, Give us a story on that. If you couldn't condense such a traumatic, you know, um, part of your life into kind of like a nutshell, uh, if that changed anything, I think with your your outlook with just being 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 alive and, and moving forward with life, and when you did have children, like if that changed any of your thought process. Um, it did get in my way some, but mm-hmm. uh, honestly, it was a benign. It was a benign tumor. Mm-hmm. It was something that I found out I had when I had horrific headaches Mm -hmm. went in and it is a little bit unnerving when you go in you have a cat scan and the doctor calls and says we have a reservation for you at the hospital on monday and this is friday so (laughs) it's not a reservation at a five star hotel it's not you've won this amazing trip instead you get that so through through all that though uh there was some times where i did have some health problems and i ended up having to find transportation for my kids to get to school and to get so there was repercussions there were repercussions, okay. yep. and so I was paying one of my friends gas money so that she would drop them off and do things like that, and that did change, but um, it was a little bit dicey back then. Yeah, uh, and that was before you had kids? It, it all started, but there were okay. carryovers sure. and things like that, um, and so uh, so anyway, um, the you know, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, I, I, I give you... Kudos for, you know, I can't even imagine going through something like that and then, um, you know, having kind of the lingering issues that, that you had to kind of tackle while being a mom and, and raising children. So I, I think that's uh, extraordinary for sure. Um, I know we have so many more questions to ask you, Jenny. Yeah, I would love to hear. Bring us to today. What are you working on now? Okay. I know you're going to go to Australia and visit your daughter. So well, what else are you excited uh, about? Um, I, I am, I just, I'm very excited about going to see her, but as far as physical things and all that, um, I'm on my way to, um, Las Vegas in February to do my 10th, uh, half marathon for the strip it. All these runners, you guys, I keep interviewing all these runners. At some point you guys are going to convince me to do strip it night race. And, uh, I have two friends. It's my 10th and their first. So we all have like a benchmark that that night. And, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. They've never done that before from what I've 
understood from both of them. It's the, the first and the last. Yeah. <laughs> that they ever do. They say that now. And you know how it goes. You I sign know. up like the next day. For I know. And my one. husband reminded me that last year I said that was the last one I would do. <laughs> it's yeah. never the last with anything, right? It's <laughs> it's like you get a taste and then you you had a good experience. You want to go back. Or you did have a bad experience and you want to do better. Rectify it. Yeah, yeah exactly. right, right. We, we flash back to Jenny's experience um, in her marathon where she was talking about how hot it was, right? Yeah. And it's like you just think, well, it's got to be better the next year, right? And maybe totally. even when you have those moments when it's really, really good. Still you want to do better, it again. Right? I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, that's... Go ahead. You know I will be an international runner now. Because we'll be doing the 5K. Which is so awesome. In Australia. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, Paula, I, I think one other thing that we haven't really... I mean, there's tons about your life, right, uh, that that we don't know or, you know, we can only share so much. But Paula's been a lifelong teacher, which I think, hands down, I mean, not only just being a parent, you're then taking on the task to raise other people's children for most of the day, for all of your life. Uh, Paula, how many years have you taught and what, what has that kind of added to you being a, a badass mom and just being a, a badass mom for other moms that aren't a badass mom because you're helping raise their children and teach them and, you know, make uh, them better humans? I think I've done this for about 40 years. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I mean, I volunteer at my, my son's school and I, after about an hour, I'm like, Take Take a person, yeah. <laughs> the one thing that does allow me to do is when the kids were younger to look at them and say, I don't think so. You yeah. know, if you yeah. think that I don't know what you're doing, if you think that I haven't seen that, <laughs> you are wrong. Um, but the other good thing about being at the school is that um, I was able to bring girls on the run to oh, our school cool. and did 18, we did 18 seasons. Oh my God. Um, Can you tell people girls. what Girls on the Run so is? So Girls on the Run is a program in which girls um, they call it their star power and they find their star power which is what drives them and what makes them a beast and, Ooh, I like and that. through the whole through the whole and that's a little bit harsh but through the whole program um, they learn uh, how to run they learn and then they train for a 5k <laughs> um, our school was uh, in a situation where they got scholarships so it was generally $185 a, a season for this that Girls on the Run is so generous that our scholarship was for $20 a girl. So it allowed all of the girls to be able to participate. The teachers would also um, offer to pay for their tuition or pay for shoes or things yeah. like that. And one time I remember going to a training that a woman cried because she had no idea that there were people that didn't have shoes. Oh, she wow. had she just wow. didn't know, and so um, through those years, I still kept in touch with some of the girls, and um, it's it was a good thing. So you've seen them grow up too. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and uh, it's a very good program. If anybody ever um, has, if you have a daughter that um, is anywhere third grade to fifth grade, you can look that up, and uh, it's a fabulous program. Oh, really is. That's wonderful. That's awesome. It's, it's fun to see the kids gain confidence through doing something that they haven't done before or have not been, you know, challenged mm-hmm. in that way. And you know, also after a few years, it would be that the coaches weren't even running with the girls. We were kind of monitoring things because their parents were out there, their brothers and sisters oh, were out there, yeah. and things like that. And uh, it's it just became a a thing that grew more than we ever thought it would. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so, I, I 
think that's great. This kind of goes into the next question, mm. and it could be the answer, but what are you most proud of? <laughs> She's got her list. Yeah. Um, okay, that my two kids are good people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That they grew up and they, you know, they have their moments and everything, but they truly are good people. They know, um, they know kind of the rules of how to treat others, and um, I'm just very happy that that's who yeah. we sent out in the world. Was there ever a time when the kids, you know, there's a certain period, I think, where they're a little bit more difficult as teenagers and things like that? At the time I texted my friend that my son was in jail, many times that I wondered about that. Our son, um, on Wednesday, we knew that he would be graduating from high school on Saturday. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. Um, but it was because he is the one that said, I really do want to do this. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got to hand it to him. Our daughter, we had a week and a half notice. She also thought the same <laughs> thing. Of, you know, You're maybe... Worse by then. <laughs> maybe I do want to do this. And um, so both of them went through bar and bat mitzvahs and things like that. Yeah. But they were very proud of themselves for do, doing all that work. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I really have to take my hat off to them that, you know, they also could, um, you know, pull that uh, bravery out of their hat and yeah. take care of things. For That's... sure. Yeah, it takes a lot of studying, and you have to speak in front of people in a different language. <laughs> However, our rabbi did say that she, her, and me were the only ones that are going to really know what she That's said. That's so true, yeah. <laughs> it could be no, they, were, they did fabulous, <laughs> and they both were very proud of themselves. Yeah. Oh, I, th I think the two good humans, that's uh, that's 100% right there. So, yeah. you know, you can't ask yeah. for more. Um, I do want to touch base. This is just like a funny side note with Paula. So Paula, as she said, has been a teacher for 40 years. But Paula's been retired now. Retired in quotation marks. Yeah. Because for how long? Four years. But, yeah, she's teaching pretty much full-time again <laughs> after she retired. And when she's not teaching, uh, you know, Paula's always always has the best side job. She's an elf at... Uh, Bass Pro. Bass Pro. Uh, she's <laughs> oh, she's a Jewish elf at Bass Pro. I'm um, Moisha. Uh, yeah, Moisha yeah. elf. <laughs> um, I mean, Paula, she works for the city doing gardening. I mean, Paula's the person that never stops. And I think that is just... I, I don't know. I think I, I love it, right? Uh, because I, I always feel like retirement, we think people are just like checked out and off <laughs> traveling the world, which, you know, Paula's fitting that in. But Paula is always, you know, doing things for the community, doing things to keep herself busy, but ultimately always helping others. And I think that is just uh, something that's in, in her. Uh, I mean, I, I love it. I do have to say, though, I don't think this would have been me if I wouldn't have met you. Oh, oh. no, I'm I'm serious. <laughs> I, I really am serious. That's very sweet. This would oh. not have been me. Oh, well, that's, that's very and, sweet. And that's what you get to do as a fitness instructor who inspires people and works with people and a teacher. I mean, you get to see how people it truly grow is more and change. More and, than just yeah. lifting weights and things like that. Yeah. It really is. It's true. What's your workout of choice these days? I know you run, but what else do you like to do? Um, free weights. Yeah. I like that. Too. I'm a huge That's, fan. I mean, yeah. the older we get, the more weights become critical. And I keep trying to tell my mom because she's she's doing a little bit of lifting, but I'm like, you got to get in there. Weights, balance, all that, yes. all that stuff. I, I do the same. It's, I feel like when we talk to our parents, they don't listen to us. Just like when we were younger and we didn't listen yeah. to our parents, the yeah. tables go, they get turned, and yeah. I was wondering what age that <laughs> happens. But I'm, you know, my mom constantly all the times like, oh, I don't have good balance, and oh, you know, I should do this and do that, and it's like. 
yeah, you should. But, yeah. you know, like, it's just this constant push-repeat, so, you know, constant. Well, and then they, it's, it's funny. It is just like having, like, how we used to be with them. Because my, they'll, my mom will ask me for advice, and then I'll tell her. <laughs> and she still doesn't. And then she asks me again. I'm like, I already told you. <laughs> Do you want me to repeat it again? So she's yeah. probably like, see how it feels? Yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe it's like, yeah. It's, it's all in the plan, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's getting back at us. <laughs> Uh, for all those years of not listening. Um, sorry, we, we digress. So, uh, Jenny, I think you had asked, we, Paula, we talked about what you were most proud of. Um, and I think uh, we can also kind of now ask what's your biggest obstacle been? Uh, it's always been fear, you know, that I'm not good enough, that I can't do this, that I'm going to fail, that, you know, those types of things. And it's probably pretty universal yep. for people is being afraid of what ifs and our All last guest said the same. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a theme, right? And I think fear is is such a a scary a scary thing because we we put so much emphasis on the things we're we're scared of, and we don't put enough effort on the things we can do, yeah. and and to like gradually overcome that fear. Um, Have you heard that um, fear stands for false evidence appearing real, I think is what it is? Interesting. I, I don't know. I love that because it's like, it's all in your head, right? Yeah. And usually when you do it, it's not nearly as scary as you think it's going to be, but... But really, you know it's all in your head. Question for both of you ladies. What is the scariest thing that you thought you couldn't do and then you did? Mount Missouri. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Paul is also, uh, back in the day, we did some 14 or hiking mm-hmm. together. That, yeah. that, <laughs> yes, that I got up there and had to backwards step off onto the the summit up there with people going, no, move your foot to the left right there. Put it yeah. out. Yeah, that. You know, it's funny because I've done, like, adventurous things. Like, I've gone skydiving. Though, like, that is not the scariest thing I've done. The scariest thing I've done have been... Things like going out on my own, you know, going solo for starting my own business or like Lori and I doing this podcast, you know, putting yourself out there. That for me is always the scariest. Those are two wonderful examples. I mean, I I think with Jenny, you know, you make a good point. Like Paula, yours is in a moment fear that you overcame. And and Jenny, you're kind of talking about something that is you have to overcome and constantly overcome it because it is an ongoing fear. And I think there are so many different types of fear. It's interesting at the end of the day, really, it's all just stuff we're scared of, right? And figuring out a way to overcome it. The other thing that's terrifying is watching your kids do stuff that is like, so uh, my youngest uh, did a 14er this weekend. And she and two of her friends went. They're 17, right? Oh. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to let him go. But you let him go. And then, you know, my older one does rafting and, like, all these oh, yeah. things. I'm like, they're so dangerous. But I'm, I can't stop them. Like, they need to go and they need to push themselves and they need to try these things. And yeah. I want them to, to do them. But it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Well, and, and I go back to, you know, my stepson's 15 and he's starting to sort of drive right yeah yeah and and you you both have already experienced this and and I will say that I have avoided actually getting in the car with him I've made my (laughs) husband get in the car with him but still I I think there's a fear in all mother's hearts of like it's not just are they able to do it but they're putting themselves out in in an arena of everyone else Mm -hmm. are they like paying attention on the road are they you know doing what they're supposed to do like you just you you have to let go and and let go control and it's scary yeah um so obviously again i'm following in your footsteps my kids are about out the door um so what are you like what's 
what are you most excited about now that you're in this phase of life where your kids are gone and it's kind of all about you and what you want to do? That's true. Um, and, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of excited about the fact that I'm 64 years old and can still do these things. Yeah. And, um, and that my children have kind of come along with me. Yeah. And so they, um, in fact, my son had said uh, on my birthday, sent me this little text and talked about how... Um, you raised a good child. He sent you a text on your birthday. I mean, right well, they, We already knew we were going out and everything. But he said something about, about how, you know, every year you seem to do more. Yeah. And why... It was wonderful. So uh, it's nice when they recognize that. And too. you've got a different relationship with them too. It's an adult relationship now, and but it's good. Well, Paula, I mean, we haven't even like scratched the surface of of how amazing you are, and I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I mean, we've just like gotten this much of the true badass you are. I mean, I have spent lots of time with Paula, and and it would take me hours to to really touch. They, you know, touch on every single thing that she has not just done for um, everyone else, but just for me personally, and how she truly has just been, uh, I think, exemplifies what it means to be just a, an amazing mom, friend, uh, co-worker to all the people she's worked with. Um, community member. Community member. Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. So, uh, you know, a gift meeting you and, and getting to share this time with, with Jenny and you today. Uh I cannot wait to to hear about your travels, your upcoming travels. I, I can't. I'm I'm really you know trying to vicariously. You used to back in the day. Paul used to vicariously live through me and all of my <laughs> travels before I had children, and now I, I have a feeling yeah. it's going to be the opposite coming up re- here real soon as she starts to to travel more and more. Um, we have just really enjoyed. I, I think learning more about you, uh, learning about your kids and your journey. Um, I, I know it's uh, you know. There's always obstacles and challenges, but it, it seems as if you've you've exemplified, you know, beating those and going above. And- well, and I'd like to say thank you for um, giving me some guidance on my next little chapter here. It's nice to know that they turn out pretty well, <laughs> even when you start to wonder. Um, and I just and they all don't go to jail. Exactly. No, they exactly. All it was only for a few hours. <laughs> But, and it's just nice to think like, you know, when you think back on a a life well lived, I think you can say I've lived a great life Mm -hmm. and I have so much more left to do, you know? I really do feel that way. I love it. It's awesome. We can, I can feel your excitement and your enthusiasm and it's infectious. So thank you. Thank you friends for joining us for another episode of Badass Moms. Until next time, keep kicking ass and changing the world.